Hey dudes, this is Michael, one of the co-hosts of Two Dudes in the Nest, the show you're about to listen to. If you are a first-time listener and you've picked one of these older episodes to listen to, maybe because it's one of your favorite games on the NES, I don't blame you. However, I just want to warn you that uh, this is, some of these episodes are three, four, maybe five years old. And this is before we got new audio equipment. This is really before we even knew what we were doing. But we... You know, we want to leave them on the feed as long as we can because we want to have plenty of episodes for people to listen to. I just want to give a fair bit of warning before we get started. If you're an older listener and you're going back to listen to an episode again, uh, you may hear something new because right before the episode starts here, we're going to have an advertisement, which is probably not what you heard the first time through. But now we started doing ads in our shows, so we're going to have an ad here. Anyways, I hope you enjoy. And if you do enjoy, please subscribe to the podcast and listen to as many episodes as you can. It always helps us out. And tell a friend, too. That'd be nice. Enjoy the show. This is the No Swear Gamer from YouTube and the Atari 1700 Game by Game podcast, and you are listening to the podcasting pride of the Smoky Mountains, the two dudes in a nest, with your hosts, Dude Michael and Dude Justin. Justin what's up man I've done it I've found the cure for what everything everything I found the cure what's for that? everything it's called it's a little something I like to call the uh, country boy breakfast at Cracker Barrel oh man the best item on the menu by the far. best item on any menu if you ask me right mm-hmm um easily there's just something about the steak and eggs for $10 that it just does something to me. I don't know. Yeah, it's just, uh, um, it's just, it's just really good combination. And yeah. I love the hash brown casserole. Oh, I don't even, I never even get the, the fixings other than the gravy and biscuits. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm, I'm not a big I, hash browns guy. So, I didn't know you had that choice. I didn't know that was an option. I, yeah, I just tell them just hold this, this stuff. Give me extra biscuits and gravy. I don't want any of the apples. Uh-huh. I don't want any of the hash browns or the grits. Not that I got anything against oh, any of that stuff. But I but love the grits. I, Remember I how many know. grits we used to eat in the dorm? Yeah, I used to eat grits a lot. The instant grits we used to eat. Yeah. I mean, maybe I'll burn out on grits. I, I still like the grits on occasion. I like a, I like jelly grits. I like to put jelly in my grits. Mmm. Yeah. Oh, man. But anyways. We, we talk about to, breakfast uh, quite a bit. Yeah, we t- I think we probably text. talk about it too much. And, uh, in fact, your phone may have made a suggestion in regards to that. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's funny. I don't know how many people out there have iPhones, but... Uh, uh, Jess and I talk about breakfast on our text message probably once or twice a day, maybe eh, maybe once or three or four times a week at least. Uh, mm-hmm. But anyways, so the other day I was putting some stuff in my family calendar uh, just to update, you know, make sure the wife and I are on the same page. 
And uh, it just up and suggested, hey, do you need to grab breakfast with Justin? You want to go uh, <laughs> set a calendar event to grab breakfast with Justin? <laughs> oh, and I, I said, uh, no, but um, I can see where you get that, Siri. So. Right. Right. Anyways. That's I awesome. Thought, I thought that was pretty funny. But also, um, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to tell a bit of an embarrassing story. Um, so, you know, I hadn't worked out in probably a good two and a half months. Just schedule-wise, just not been able to get get it done. Went and uh, did some did some uh, weightlifting yesterday. Mm-hmm. Just uh, focused on biceps, you know. Uh, so, so you didn't. <laughs> oh, hold on, hold on. So you did not work out for two months, and then you you went in and worked and focused on biceps. How long did you focus on biceps? It was like a thirty minute workout. Thirty minutes on biceps after uh, right. not working out for two months. Exactly. Okay. So <laughs> anyway, my left elbow I can't straighten out today. <laughs> <laughs> it won't go straight. It's like it's so like tight and swollen. It's just like, uh, it won't straighten out. And it's painful. And what? So what, got what's your profession again? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I may you don't have work in the medical something. field or anything, Nate. Right. Right. May have injured something. I. I I, I feel like we need to at least tell the, the listeners the game we're going to play because we yeah, haven't. Yeah, it's probably a good idea. But, I've got other tangents. Okay, to well, let's get the let's get the game out of the way first here. Let's let everybody know right. what we're playing. So this is going to be our de facto Thanksgiving episode as well. Um, mm-hmm. oh, just boy, because it's coming out, just because it's coming out uh, Thanksgiving week. Um, but what better game to play on Thanksgiving than the game we were supposed to play probably two months ago as a Patreon pick for dude Daniel Newton. As a way of uh, saying thank you, finally, for being uh, a Patreon done. So, Felix the Cat. Felix the Cat, that's right. It's funny that you say two months ago exactly, because I've got something a little bit later in the show that I originally wrote uh, when we were going to do this episode the first time. Uh huh. And it was. Three months ago to the date that I wrote that. It was August oh, wow. 19th. So it's yeah. not two, so. it was three months ago. Wow. Yeah. And I, yeah, when I looked up the feedback, <laughs> that was, you put that up on August 9th. Oh, so, boy. A long time coming for Felix the Cat. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, dude, Daniel. Uh, mm, yeah. Things happen. Well, in our defense, we did try a bunch of times to try to get him on the show. Yeah. So there was a, there was at least a few episodes where we were trying to get him on the show. We didn't. Right. But but I'd say at least the other um, fifteen times that we pushed this game was all because of us. So. Right. Sure. So we're going to talk about Felix the Cat tonight. Right. But uh, I'm like you, man. Speaking I got a lot. Of cats, of, I got a lot of tangents. Speaking of cats, my cats are fighting. Ugh. <sighs> I got this new cat. You got a new cat? Well, he's just for the show. Relative? No, not for the show. He's relatively new. He's um, he's kind of a he's kind of a butthole. <laughs> so, I mean, most cats are like have a baseline buttholeness, right? Mm-hmm. But he's like a little more. 
and all he does is all he wants to do is pick on everybody. He's taking it to another level, huh? Right. Anyway, so okay. What do you want to well, do? Uh, well, I guess let's talk a little. Let's do a little history, and uh, we'll we'll squeeze in some tangents too here and there. All right. Sounds so wanna, good. Let's do, yeah. Let's do a little history. Now it's time for Justin's historical tidbits and trivia. Time to get out your D-pad notepads because you're about to get schooled by the doctor. All right. So in lieu of history tonight, I had originally, this is what I was saying, uh, uh, what I had originally wrote back three months ago. I had originally wrote a quiz game. For this game uh-huh. because we were going to have a guest right unfortunately the guest didn't come so michael you'll be playing yourself tonight oh michael versus michael right right a battle so, of the uh, intellects <laughs> right the clash of the titans if you will uh, we can make this interesting we can go mike versus michael it's true yeah i don't know which one's okay. gonna call so him. mike versus uh, um i'm it's going to be interesting. All right. So this is Felix the Cat trivia with a little bit of game trivia thrown in from time to time. Okay. All right. In what year did Felix the Cat first appear? Was it A, 1915, B, 1919, C, 1926, or D, 1930? Wow. Uh, Mike. Yeah? Mike? Uh, I'm going to go with 1919. It is 1919. Mike is the expert on Felix the Cat. (laughs) Yeah, he is. Felix the Cat made his first appearance in a um, silent film short called Feline Follies. Who knew he was around? He's been around for so long. Yeah, so he was created back way back in 1919. He was a silent film star back when like silent films were, um, you know, of course, all we had back then. I say we because you know clearly yeah. I was alive back then. You and me. Um, <laughs> but, but right. Um, and they actually trained, tried to transition him to sound a little bit later, but Disney was coming around in the, early, the late 1920s, 1930s, and so he didn't really take off because uh, he couldn't really compete with uh, Mickey Mouse or Steamboat Willie or whatever. Uh, but he was brought back, and most people know Felix for his uh, revival in 1953 uh, when the original, when the person who originally came up with Felix the Cat, Otto Mesmer's assistant, Joe uh took over the Felix comic strip and brought him back to the television. So, there you hmm. go. Okay. So, question number two. Which Full House star once voiced Felix the Cat? Is it A, Bob Saget, B, Dave Coulier, C. John Stamos, or D. Scott Winger. Hmm. Michael. And bonus points if you know who Scott Winger is. Go ahead, Michael. Um, I don't know who Scott Winger is. 
but then mm. so the bonus points are out. Okay. The obvious answer seems like it should be Dave Coulier, mm-hmm. but I'm going to go with Bob Saget. That is incorrect. Mike, would you like to? Yeah, I'm going to uh, go with Scott Winger. It is not Scott Winger. So nobody gets points on that one. Scott Winger, though, was Steve. Yeah, well, I mean, Mike, Mike knew that. It, it was Steve, and he was also uh, the voice of Aladdin. So. Oh, yeah, that's true. I forgot about that. See, Mike, and Mike has was, knowledge. Right, right. And then he was Aladdin in Full House when they went to Disney World. When DJ this was Steve. Steve. That's, I, that's a little uh, clinky-dink there. A little joke so within a between joke. Between Bob's or between Dave Coulier, what's that? A little joke within a joke on Full House. What? That's right, right. So it's between Dave Coulier and John Stamos. Who do you think it was? Huh? Oh, um. <laughs> <sighs> Sorry, I got into the Scott Winger talk. Uh, let's see. Man, Dave Coulier has to be Dave Coulier, right? Yeah, it's Dave Coulier. Dave Coulier. It seemed too Felix obvious. And Felix the Cat Saves Christmas in 2004. Yeah. It, it seemed really too did. obvious, but I guess All sometimes right. the most obvious is the correct answer. Hey, you know who Dave Coulier reminds me of? A friend of uh, ours. Who? Ethan. Okay, I can see that. In a way. Yeah, kind of, you know, got the corny g- jokes going, you know, kind of thing. It's kind of, and it got the blonde hair. Mm-hmm. Anyways. I can see it. I can see it. All right, let's see if we can wrap this up. Uh, we won't do all the questions. I'll leave out some of the questions that actually didn't have anything much to do with the game. Uh, but we'll talk about this. So this is an interesting question. This video game was released in 1992 by Hudson Soft. The cartoon originally came to American TV in 1958. In the same month, what month was it? Ooh. And the cartoon was released in 1958 of the same month. Was it A, April, B, June, C, October, or D, January? Mike. All right, Mike. Uh, I'm going to guess October. It was October. All so right. this video game was released in October 1992, just in time for the Christmas season. You know, everybody get uh, their Felix the Cat. My reasoning, my reasoning behind that was I was thinking how great would it have been if we actually could have recorded this episode in October, the same month that the game was released. Mm-hmm. It would have made so much yeah. sense. Yeah. Would have been nice. Anyways. But, and, uh, the show was released on American television for, um, in 1958. I do want to bring up this little Felix the Cat tidbit, and that is that the rights were recently sold in 2014 uh, to Paramount, uh, so, or no, I'm sorry, not Paramount, DreamWorks Animation. That Paramount mm. was who used to own it. So, uh, you think 
You think DreamWorks is going to bring out a Felix the Cat movie? I don't know. I think it's weird. A character like Felix the Cat seems like it would be something that somebody would just want to have, just to have the possibility to do it. Right. Or maybe that, so that nobody else would. That they just, just owning the, just owning the opportunity. Exactly. Which happens a lot in Hollywood. And more, which I've I've read about that. Like studios will just buy movies, and you know, just so other companies won't make them. Like, I guess somebody wrote a movie, you know, and they'll buy the script, just got, not necessarily to make it themselves, but so nobody else will make it. Yeah, that seems weird, but I guess it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I guess. Whatever. Anyway, uh, anyway, this game was released, like I said, by Hudson Soft. It came out to the NES in North America in October of 1992, but it was actually never released in Japan. Uh, it was released as a uh, version on Game Boy in 1993. So this was a game that was kind of pretty late in the the uh, uh, NES life cycle. And since it was late in the NES life cycle, I have to ask, was this a game that you had, or did you have to go on a quest to find it? Good question. Now it's time for the thrill of 8-Bit Discovery with Michael's quest to find the cart. Well, I did not have this game. I had to go on a quest. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was um, I was in bed trying to sleep. This was mm-hmm. about mm, August 9th-ish, probably, of this year. After we had decided to do the game, but before we could actually uh, make it happen. So I was laying in bed, and my house phone rings, which is weird. Because it's not even plugged up. I, I've got one, but you know it's not plugged up. But it, it starts ringing, and there's this guy on the of the line. He says, "Hey, I got your cat, uh, and all I need in return is a is a copy of Felix the Cat for the NES." And I said, "Well, shoot, I ain't got a copy of Felix the Cat for the NES." And uh, so hmm. um, I decided that maybe. Uh, through sheer luck, maybe it was in my closet. So I went digging through my closet, digging through my closet. Could not find a copy of Felix the Cat for the NES. However, I did find a little pocketbook in the corner. I assumed it was my wife's. Uh, and I thought, well, I'll, I'll look just one last time. I'll look in this pocketbook. Open up the pocketbook. Lo and behold, Felix the Cat for the NES, if you can believe it. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah. So I called the guy back and I said, hey, I don't even own a white cat. So you can keep her. Uh, I'm going to keep this copy of Felix Cat for the NES. And so that's kind of how I got it. Uh, it turns out, though, that bag, uh, you can pull whatever you want to out of it. You can pull out some stars or a tank or a motorcycle. I mean, so I think I got the better end of the deal. He can keep that white cat. I don't even know whose cat that is. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Wow. No, honestly, uh I did not have this game. I had to demo this one. Mm, yeah. And I wasn't going to be able to pull this one in either. And we'll talk about that a little bit later in the show. You weren't going to, you weren't able to what? I was not going to be able to pull this one in, the, uh, you know, find it, pay for it, that sort of thing. Yeah. And uh, we'll talk about that a, bit, a little bit later in the show. Yeah. 
All so, right. demo mode for me. Uh, you want to maybe talk about the game a little bit? Sure. Time to dig in to some good old-fashioned game discussion. All right. Um, All right. I don't know. So, before we get started talking about the game, I got another tangent. All right. Um, it is Felix the Cat related, though. So Good. I actually have a Felix the Cat related tangent. I did not grow up with Felix the Cat. I never watched any Felix the Cat anything. I mm-hmm. probably would not have even known he existed. But I asked my wife, I asked her um, a couple nights ago, I said, did you ever play Felix the Cat or, or watch any of the TV show or anything? And she said, no, but I got a Felix the Cat story. Uh, so she had a roommate in college. And mm-hmm. this roommate... Um, somehow accidentally or on purpose or something uh, stole one of her Columbia jackets out of her closet and came home mm-hmm. with it. And uh, she never did get her Columbia jacket back. So she came home and she was telling her dad about it and her dad was like, well, that stupid girl, you're going to have to do something. You're going to steal something from hers. Right? <laughs> said, that's, the only, that's the only reasonable thing to do. If she stole your jacket, you're going to steal something of hers. So, right. So my wife said, okay, okay, Dad, I guess that's what I'll do. So she just steals the first random thing she could find, and it is a Felix the Cat t-shirt. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So I think <laughs> I feel like we were probably a little too young for it, but I think Felix the Cat had a little bit of a resurgent like in the 80s. Yeah. There was a, there was a Felix the Cat movie... That came out in like in in maybe like the mid eighties. I had to look it up. I, was, I remember just reading about it when I was kind of just kind of doing research for the game and stuff. Um, seems like I vaguely remember Felix the Cat. I don't know if we had like a VHS of like the old cartoons or something. Mm-hmm. I don't think. I mean, he certainly wasn't like one of my favorites, um, of course. But uh, seems like there was like maybe a maybe he did get a little bit of a resurgence there. Um, oh, here it is. Uh, da, 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 da. Yeah, Felix the Cat the movie uh, planned on a 1987 Thanksgiving release for U.S. theaters, but it went direct to video in August of 1991. So maybe that's what I saw. I don't know. I vaguely hmm. remember it. Maybe I'm thinking of Heathcliff, though. I don't know. There's a lot yeah, of cats. Yeah, I remember a lot of Heathcliff stuff. There's a lot the of cats. Early 90s. Yeah. yeah, you're right. There is a lot of cats. But let me finish my story real quick. When she brought yeah, the sure, t-shirt yeah. home, sorry, when she brought the t-shirt home, he said, nope, it's not good enough. But she never did steal anything else. But He said, what are you thinking? <laughs> Trading a t-shirt for a nice Columbia jacket? A stupid yeah. cat shirt for a nice Columbia jacket? Anyways. <laughs> Sorry, stupid cat shirt. <laughs> oh man, sounds like it. something my dad would say. Yeah, yeah. Although but, my parents uh, have a cat now, did you know that? I did not know that. Okay. No, I don't. I don't converse with your parents too often. Are you sure? Just, I mean, you know. Well, I mean, you know, just every two or three months. Hey, somebody needs the cat to. hasn't come up. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so tell me about the cat. Uh, he's cool. He's really scared. He never wants to. Um, he doesn't want anybody touching him or anything. He's a scary, he's a cat. skittish cat. Uh, 
Is it some barn cat your dad found somewhere? Probably. Just brought home? Yeah, probably. <laughs> that sounds like something my dad would do. He just, yeah. he just finds cats. Or cats, yeah. I don't know, cats find him, he finds cats. Yeah. It'd be nice if we'd find something useful, like a dog or something. I think I remember my dad telling me a story about your dad and a cat. Like, there was a, like, they were, there was some event in Loudon or something, and your dad was there, and then all of a sudden he looked over, and your dad was like, had a cat and was like rubbing it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a, some stray cat or something. Hey, I'm, not, I'm not joking when I say that cats find him. I mean, yeah. he, he literally could have been sitting there at like a street festival, like on a bench mm-hmm. or something, and a cat probably would have jumped up in his lap and just let him pet it. I'll have to ask Dad that story again. I just remember there was something. Um, but speaking of bench, that's a good segue to a tangent that I have that's going to lead into a segment to a tangent of, that I know that you're sitting on because you told me a little bit about it. Okay. And that is I saw on the news, it was on BBC News or something on Facebook today, that there is a park bench, I think it's in London, that somebody has in memory of Saddam Hussein. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, nice. In memory yeah, of, yeah. huh? Yeah, and it's like his date of birth and to date of death. And it's like his date of death and everything. So it's like, clearly, they don't know who, like, did this. <laughs> but it's like a big thing there. That, um, yeah, so in memory of Saddam Hussein. <laughs> Nice. Uh, that is, you're right. That is a good segue because I, I actually forgot about it. I should have mentioned it when we were mm. talking about Cracker Barrel. But here at the Lenore City Cracker Barrel, we have a man who looks just like Saddam Hussein. The only difference <laughs> is he's super happy and like really nice. So if you can imagine like a super happy, really nice Saddam Hussein like waiting on your table. Uh, yeah. And he also drives a Stang, as he calls it. Oh, yeah. He traded in his truck for a Mustang. Yeah. He says, "Don't." Does he, does he get, go ahead. He says, "Don't get me wrong. I miss my truck, but I do love my Stang." <laughs> mm. You have to picture a Saddam Hussein saying this, though. That's and this the, is your waiter. Yeah, it's the waiter. And does he does he have like a country accent? What what, what kind of accent are we looking with on Saddam? I don't. I, it's hard to place it. It's not like Tennessee accent. Mm-hmm. It's not fully country either. Well, I hear Stang. I think country. Yeah, but I think he's just trying to fit in. Like, he works at Cracker Barrel, right? So he's he's Mm -hmm. also trying to get tips. Here's my theory. I think Saddam is really alive, and he's in, like, a witness protection program or something. (laughs) Yeah. And they've got him working at the Cracker Barrel in Lenore City. Ooh, yeah. What if? What if Saddam Hussein knew or, well, no, the dates don't really line up. I was going to say, what if Saddam Hussein knew where bin Laden was and he told him that and then they fake hanged him and then he just came to Lunar City to work at Cracker Barrel? I think it's possible. I mean, the dates don't really line up, but right, maybe they do. Maybe they just because Saddam was like years before bin Laden got caught, right? Yeah, yeah. I think because I just know this. Uh, it wasn't, you know, in my memory bank. I just know this because I saw the park bench thing. Yeah, but uh, he died. He he was hanged. Into, is it hanged or hung? Or I don't I don't know. I, don't I feel know. like I should know that. I think it's hanged. But uh, yeah, uh, in 2006, and Bin Laden was like 
It was like 2012 or something, right? Yeah, it was 2011, somewhere around in there. Some, yeah. So there's a, there's a little time lapse there, but really... maybe Saddam didn't want to give up that information until they knew he until he knew he was well established, had him a Ford Mustang, and a good job, <laughs> and then he gave it up. Right? Maybe. You know what I'm saying? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. I think it's more. I think it's plausible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. that's got to be what happened. Right. So, anyways, let's talk about the game. All right. Okay, so um, I guess we can start with the manual. That's usually a good place to start. Mm-hmm. All right, so the manual. It's not uh, not a very extensive manual. Right. But it looks good. It, look, it has the box art, basically, on the cover. Yeah. Uh, they have a special 900 call-in number that you can... I love that. A 900 number. It's special. But they don't really give it to you. They just, and on the first page I, you open up, it just says special 900 number call in. I see that. There's no number. But there's no number. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Oh, that's awesome. And I do the, also like, go, go ahead. ahead. I was just going to say, I do, I love that they thank you twice on the second page. Thank you. You've just made a perfect choice by selecting and purchasing this quality Hudson Soft product. And then they say, thank you for selecting Felix the Cat. They're very appreciative that you bought this game. Yeah, they are. Hudson Soft, you know, man, just a good company. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So they give the, you give the usual spiel of do not disassemble and store <laughs> store in dry places. Don't. Don't use benzene to clean it. All the all that good stuff. Don't use uh, on a front or rear projecting TV. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That's that's very important according to my dad. But I never right. had any issues. Right. Did I? Did your yeah. did your parents? Your parents were a little a little more relaxed than mine, I think. But did your parents get real touchy over you playing on the TV screen for too long? No. But I, I think I've told this story on the podcast before. My grandmother did have burn-in on her screen from Tetris. Yeah. Hey, you told me. But I think that, you know, and I think I've told you this in the past, too. I think a lot of that was because she would pause the game. Like, if she was, like, playing and then she had to go do something, she would pause it and then just like leave it on there. she had to go to the for... store to get some milk, she just yeah, leave yeah. it. Yeah. Pause. And so it was on the TV for literally hours at a time. So... I think that was probably more related to that than actual play in the game. But so, but um, I guess there's a potential that she'd be trying to play, and she would think she had a block in a spot, and there really wouldn't be a block there. There, right? it's potential. Yeah, yeah, because it's burning. Yeah, right. So burning's real. It's real, buddy. Don't, okay. Uh, it's, it's I believe it. A- well, my parents definitely protected their TVs then, because I never experienced burning, and they would only let me play for like 15 minutes at a time. <laughs> before I before we had to turn everything off and take a break, and we had to come back. Go haul some wood. Go haul some wood, exactly. I hauled so much wood. Oh, man. I'm sure we've told that on the podcast before, but every winter, mm-hmm. well, actually, no, all summer long, because I was out of school, all I would ever do is go chop and haul wood, like the whole summer think, long. Uh, it was terrible. My dad would always uh, recruit people to, uh, he'd always recruit my friends to uh, help out if they were around. Yeah. 
So I couldn't ever have, my friends would never want to come over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was always stuck. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, I think your dad just went out looking for trees that had fallen. Yeah, and, maybe. Uh, so, anyway. Anyways, Felix the Cat. So let's go to the story here. Uh, I'm going to tell you what the manual says, and I'm going to tell you my take and a couple of beefs I have with the story, okay? Okay. Uh, so here's the story from the manual. The evil professor has captured Kitty Cat and taken her far, <laughs> far away. He wants the incredible magic bag of tricks from Felix. If Felix can't rescue his girlfriend, who knows what the professor will do? Luckily, Felix still has the magic bag. You must use the awesome powers of the magic bag to their fullest if you want to rescue Kitty. So that's the okay. story of the game, okay? okay? But that story is not told in the game. So when I started playing it, uh, the story I got was... Uh, so, okay, when you start the game, you press start and you start a game. It gives you a mm-hmm. cutscene, okay? Right. Um, this old guy... It gives it picks up the phone and calls Felix. Okay, Felix is in bed apparently because he has turned the lights on to go in the room and answer the phone. Mm-hmm. Okay, well the old man has a little white cat sitting on in a chair behind him. I just assumed that was his cat. That was no, my first that's, instinct. That's kitty cat. Yeah, well it, <laughs> it's kitty cat, but it could be his kitty cat for all I know. <laughs> right. He doesn't say I've got your kitty cat. He says, "Give me the magic bag or whatever." Uh, also, uh, I guess I missed the fact that it was called the magic bag. I just thought that, uh, Felix had a pocketbook. I just thought he, right. <laughs> he had a purse. And he so I kind of wondered whether or not, uh, I just wondered whether or not he was the boy cat or the girl cat. I thought maybe we had a, a gender reversal where the girl was rescuing the guy. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But yeah. It, it turns out that the true story is Felix is going to rescue his girlfriend, little Miss Kitty Cat, the white cat, uh, from the clutches of the professor who wants the bag. So he's holding Kitty Cat Ransom, looking for Felix to bring him the magic bag. He should have just stole the bag. I know. If he, <laughs> Seems like it would have been easier. Yeah. But Felix, is gonna he's going to go on this mission. He's going to save Kitty Cat. But right. here's my... Here's Irregardless of all the music, the gameplay, and the graphics, all that stuff, my biggest beef with the game is that Felix doesn't even really care about Kitty Cat, and he doesn't even want to rescue him. It doesn't seem to me like. Because there are other cutscenes throughout the game, after Felix has been on his mission to get Kitty Cat, where the professor mm-hmm. calls Felix again, and Felix has gone home and went to bed. <laughs> <laughs> Because he calls him again, and Felix has to get up out of bed, turn the lights on, and go answer the he phone. He has to remind him, hey, uh, I've got your girlfriend here. Yeah. I mean, Felix is, he's like, he, he starts on his way, he goes he goes through a couple levels, and then he goes back home goes bed. He's like, I'm tired. <laughs> Forget this. This is too much work, after all. Although, uh, you know, typical cat, right? Well, yeah. Cats need, like, what, 18, 19 hours of sleep a day? Yeah, so maybe this game's just realistic. Right. Right. All right. Anyway, <laughs> that, that's my biggest beef with the game. I like it. I... Uh, uh, my other biggest beef is uh, Felix is a cat, right? Mm-hmm. 
Well, guess how many lives you start the game out with? Three. How many? Three. <laughs> He's a cat. <laughs> Give him nine lives. There's nine levels, though. Which I thought was neat. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Uh, I was going to give him that, but I guess you're right. The, he should have gotten nine lives. Yeah, he needs nine lives. Uh, I don't know. I'm just, I'm getting all my beefs out of the way because honestly, spoilers, uh, I really do kind of like this game quite a bit. Yeah. It's pretty fun. It's pretty fun. It's, uh, it's a... Go ahead. I was just going to say, it's kind of like a, it's a neat, just platformer, kind of really basic mechanics. I mean, you do, there's a, there's these little elements of, of, uh, uh, getting these different quote unquote magic tricks or magic items that he gets from his magic bag. Um, which some of them help some of, I mean, they're all designed, I guess, to help. Um, but some of them are a little tricky as well. Yeah, so the okay, so the basics of the game for anybody who hasn't played it before is it's a 2D side scroller, mm-hmm. a la Super Mario Brothers. Um, Very similar, and, really. Yeah, and so you can run and jump, and you have an attack. Well, your attack changes throughout the game. You collect these little Felix the Cat. I don't know what they are. I don't know what they're called. Medallions or something, right? And so you collect these throughout the whole game, and when you collect. 10 of them, you get a little power-up thing, and it changes what Felix can pull out of his bag. So you start off with a, um, you start off with a bag that has like a punch that comes out of it, like a boxing glove that comes out of it. And it just just goes right in front of Felix, it's just like a little punch. Okay, well you get 10 Mm -hmm. of the magic Felix medallions, and all of a sudden you're like a magician. You get a little top hat, and you can, shoot stars out of you everywhere and then okay good you get 10 more and then you get to uh ride a motorcycle that can shoot horn noises out of out in front of it and then you get 10 more and then you you pull a tank out of your little bag and you're driving a tank so like the whole gameplay is kind of the same it's moving and jumping and attacking but your attacks change as you get these 10 items and it's kind of like yeah. Mario in a way because uh, the ten, like the you get the ten items and you get the power up. So it's like Mario gets the power up mushroom and he gets big. Well, if he gets hit, he goes back down to small. Well, in this game, you get hit, you go back down to the previous uh, power up that you got. So if you're mm-hmm. the tank, you'll drop back down to the motorcycle and that sort of thing. Um, and then uh, you also have like a timer for your magic, which I never really had any issue with. Because as long as you keep collecting the medallions, you'll get you'll get glasses of milk for Felix to drink, and that keeps his magic up. But I guess if you don't collect the milk and stuff, your magic runs down, and you will drop down a level when your timer runs out. But the timer's pretty yeah. generous. Yeah, it is. Um, then you can collect a hundred little Felix faces. They get an extra life. Yeah, so, uh, so the Felix faces are the same thing as the medallions. But if you collect 100 of them, you get an yeah. extra life. You also get an extra life if you collect like 20 of them after you're fully powered up. So if you're the tank and you collect 20 of the Felix heads, then you'll you get a one up that way too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you overpower yourself or something. You know? 
I like the different levels and what you can like the the different power ups for each level. So the the power ups aren't the same um, for what for every level, right? Right. So like, there's the ground levels, which are just like the basic side-scrolling levels, and there's like floating levels where you're like in the air. You start off with like just an umbrella, and then you can get a you can actually get an airplane. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did you get to any of the water levels? I did. And the water levels, you start off in a boat, a mm-hmm. canoe that you paddle, uh, and then you can ride a dolphin. Right. And I, <laughs> and I don't remember what the last one was on the water So, yeah. Is it a bit, so, that's that for the, the surface levels. And then when you go underwater, you can have a snorkel at first. Then uh-huh. you get a turtle. And then you get a submarine. Oh, yeah. It's pretty cool. There's a lot of variety so, in this game. There's a lot of different elements that they've added to this game that uh, uh, are really nice. Now, of course, this is, again, late in the NES cycle, so the technology is definitely a lot better uh, when they make this game. Yeah, well, the technology, it, I guess, is the same, but they've figured out how to use well, it. Well, yeah, right, right, yeah. And... Um, also, the the fact that it's late in the life cycle of the NES game may be why I never really even heard of this game growing up. Um, of course, it also could be that Felix wasn't that popular. Although, if he if it, if the movie came out in 1991, this would probably be peak Felix Felix Fever. Yeah, and call it Felix Fever because it's about a year after that. So. But by this time, any SNES is pretty much in full swing, right? Right. So, anyway. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, the, I think um, I, I, I didn't. This game never even crossed my radar either. Which is a shame. Because I would have, honestly, I would have enjoyed this a lot more when I was younger. Even than I do now. Mm hmm. Um, yeah. the, the other thing I really so there's a lot of variety in this game and there's a ton of pow, different power ups you can get but one of the things I really didn't like about the game and I guess it's not really the game's fault because most games were like this back then but once you get a certain power up you that's your power up like you, you, right. Like for example on the ground levels I preferred the motorcycle the best because it has kind of like a projectile straight forward right um, mm-hmm. But if you upgrade the motorcycle, it turns into a tank. And then all of a sudden, the tank, the projectile shoots in an arc. And it's a lot harder to use to hit enemies and stuff. So, like, I tried to stay the motorcycle the most I could. But then sometimes it's hard because that little power-up thing comes right at you. Right. It would have been nice so, to have been able to switch between the power-ups or something. You know yeah. What I mean? I'm kind of with you. I didn't like the tank too much. I thought the tank was a little hard to navigate with. A little more so than the, than the motorbike. Yeah. So. Also had uh, a lot of trouble with the jumping mechanic. It felt a little too floaty to me. So I had a little mm-hmm. bit of trouble learning it. Uh, as far I as landing on the clouds and stuff. I hate the floaty jumping mechanic. Yeah. In any game. Right. Yeah, so. so it made it a little difficult for for me, but 
Well, I mean, I don't know. Once you get used to it, it's really not that bad. Yeah. But what do you think about the difficulty level of the game? Uh, it's it's a little easy. Yeah. It it, it you know it definitely seems kind of geared towards the younger audience. I think you know. Yeah. And and it, it's definitely fairly easy. Which I'm not complaining about. I mean, you know, no, I'm not. It's, it's definitely not Nintendo hard, and some of the games that we play. But um, yeah, it's it's a it's pretty easy to pick up and play. It's not, yeah, not a bad it's thing. it's really generous with the extra lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get three continues, but most of the time you're you're always getting extra lives for one reason or another. As long as you're collecting the, the Felix head medallion things. You shouldn't yeah. have any problem. What about the bonus levels? Uh, you want to get the bonus? Yeah, I mean, they're really not. There's not much to them. <laughs> right. You they're just, not really bonus. Yeah. And here's I just like that they're here, like this bag in the sky. Yeah. Here's that, and that's one of my biggest gripes with the graphics in this game. Why? Okay. When you go to the bag and you go to the bonus mm-hmm. level. The bag is kind of like a pipe for Mar- in Mario, right? So you go down into the right. pipe and you go somewhere else. Well, Felix goes down into the bag, but for some reason in the graphics, he doesn't go down into the bag. He goes like down in front of the bag. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, why couldn't they just make him go down in the bag? Is it because he's bigger than the bag sometimes? Maybe that's why. Ah. Beats me, man. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, what do you think about the boss battles? Uh, the the ones that I uh, got to weren't too bad as far as difficulty. Um, but, uh, yeah, they're, they're really, to me, they weren't anything too special. Yeah, I, I, I enjoyed them, uh, and you may not have experienced this because I don't know how far in, in the game you made it, but I liked them, but they repeated too much. Like, there's mm-hmm. nine levels but there's only like five different types of bosses. And so in order to have enough bosses for the nine levels, they repeated them in several right. of the levels where they just changed kind of the way that the boss, not that they really didn't even change the way he was. He moved around, but they changed. Like, for example, the level two boss, I don't mm-hmm. even know what he is. He looks like a little trash can. And it's a vertical level and you're flying next to him and you, you fly up in the air okay well you're flying in this, that level well then in one of the underwater levels he's the boss again but instead of flying he's swimming i guess but it's the exact same fight and i thought that was a little lazy myself right right um so it, it was lazy it's interesting that it's that something like that gets put in as lazy because really there's not a whole lot else in the game that I felt was lazy done. because I mean I think the magic tricks or whatever magic items you want to call uh, all those elements were pretty pretty thoughtful and done pretty well and then the boss just for them to just kind of get lazy at that point is kind of silly yeah I agree I don't. So, I, I mean, I. I guess it's difficult to design bosses, but I don't know. I mean, I feel like they could have put. They just. They just need like three or four more. Right. And they would have had a unique boss for every level, but they just. They just didn't. 
Hey, can I say this? This is this has, I guess really doesn't have anything to do with Hudson Soft or developers of the game, but I feel like the the names in the Felix world are just lazy. Like Felix is not lazy. Like I get that. Um, I think I read somewhere there's like mixture of feline and magic in like Latin or something. Okay. But uh, the professor, Kitty Cat, like these are just lazy <laughs> names. Like. These are like they they worked on Felix for like so long and then they just like oh we gotta have like a bad guy and a girlfriend what are we gonna call him and they had to like think of it in the next thirty seconds. It's yeah, just the it, way I feel. Yeah, well, you're justified in feeling that way because I kind of felt that way too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, Kitty Cat Wait. is kind of the laziest name you can come up with for a cat. <laughs> That okay. That is kind of that is what my dad calls his cats. Generally, he just calls them kitty. Kitty, because it's just kitty. whatever. It's a, it is what it is. It's just a cat to them, right? Mm-hmm. There's nothing special about it. Exactly. Right. Hmm. Anyways. Uh. All right. I'm guessing we skipped right over memories from childhood, but I think we figured that out. We didn't. Uh, we didn't play it as kids. Yeah. So maybe it has some vague. Felix, general Felix memories, but that's about yeah, it. Yeah, some general feelings about Felix, but uh, that's that's about it. Yeah. Let's talk about, uh, what about the graphics? What do you think about the graphics? So for me, I think the graphics were probably the best part of the game. To be Totally agree. Quite frig- I mean, they were colorful. I love these games that are just based on cartoons where they just look like the cartoon. And like, they're just very cartoony, but at the same time, like that's what you're looking for in this type of game. So um, you're not looking for Red Dead Redemption, you know? Um, yeah, but boy, does that game look really? Have you seen it? It looks good. <laughs> Some of the things kind of weird me out, though, uh, that I've heard about it. Like you have to get a your you have to get a haircut and take baths so that people will like actually interact with you and not say you know you're nasty. Get away from me. That's true. So I it's, it's, I, I, I've not played it, but I've heard this, this things too. It's like, it's too realistic. It's too real life. In a way. But it does look good. And I've heard it's fun to play. I, but I've also I heard that there's so much to do that it gets a little overwhelming. Yeah, that, would, that game scares me. I don't ever want it because I, there's no way I'd ever be able to do anything with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but overall, you're pretty good. Thanks. Yep. All right. So, but you 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 say the graphics are your favorite, right? Yeah. I, that's probably my favorite aspect of the game too. I mean, I'm with you. There's a bunch of varied levels as well, uh, and Felix looks awesome. He looks just like his cartoon character. Of course, it's not hard to make a Felix. He's just a black cat with a with a face but his face looks good and like the cutscenes, some of the cutscenes, like the not necessarily the one where the professor calls felix because i think that was kind of silly but the one where um like if you lose and you have to do continue where they throw him out in the street i thought that one was really cool um yeah and the i guess it's the it's between levels sometimes it just says felix cat and shows him and his bag laughing together which is (laughs) really silly but (laughs) i like it it looks cool you know who Felix the Cat was modeled after? No. Zelda? My Cat Zelda? Zelda? 
No. This is think back nineteen nineteen silent film era. Charlie Chaplin. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Anyway. Okay. Well, uh, what about music? Um, uh, I don't know. It just seemed kind of annoying to me. I didn't really yeah, care I hated, for it. I really honest. did not like the music at all, or the sound effects. Oh man, the sound effects really grated on me. Like when you're the the motorcycle, that horn, and I, I swear that the um, the sound of picking up items is like a negative sound in another game. Like you're low on life or something. But in this game, it's like a positive noise, but it's the same sound. I swear it is. I just can't place it. Right. But anyways, the sound yeah. of the music really kind of got on my nerves. Yeah. I, I, I just... That was the... That was the... As I would call it. Oh, yeah. We've not had any sound effects this episode. Uh, that's true. Sorry, I've been... Been slacking. You've been focused in on talking about this game. Yeah, what kind of sound effect do you want? You know what I like. I know what you like. Steven, Steven plug your ears. Steven loves it. Steven loves it. Plug your ears, Steven. Ah! Ah! <laughs> oh, man. You know what that makes me think of? It's showing up to Thanksgiving dinner, and there's no dressing. Ah! <laughs> exactly. Or, in my case, somebody putting a big old slab of raw dressing on your plate. Oh, uh, raw dressing? Yeah, your family not ever eat raw dressing? I don't know what that means. Okay, well you make the dressing and then you don't stick it in the oven, you just eat it. That's interesting. Yeah. Hmm. You can I feel try like there's a story to. behind that? No, no story. It's just something that the family does. I don't know. It makes sense. Okay, well. Uh, oh, man, I'm, I'm looking forward to Thanksgiving. Oh, man, me too. The, uh, and I think I've talked about that. I don't know if I said this on a Patreon episode or on a regular episode. Uh, I'm really looking forward to Thanksgiving because I, it's my favorite. It's one of my favorite holidays of the entire year just because I mm-hmm. love the food, the type of food that it is. Fall food in general is my favorite kind of food. But Thanksgiving in particular is just like my favorite food in the whole world. And yes. I'm really worried about this year, though, because of these stupid teeth that I have in. You got to take them out to eat and stuff. Mm-hmm. So what's mm-hmm. going to happen to me? I, I can already tell what's going to happen. I know what's going to happen. But I, I'm just trying to prepare myself mentally and physically a little bit with the weekly uh, Country Boy breakfast. But what's going to happen is I'm going to block out like a two-hour window because that's all I'm allowed to have my teeth out. I'm going to starve myself in the morning. I'm kind of going to go in on this like a, what's his name? The hot dog eating contest guy, Joey, Joey Donuts. Or whatever. Joey Chestnut. Joey Chestnut. Yeah. I'm going mm-hmm. into this kind of like a Joey Chestnut. I'm going to kind of, I've been blowing my stomach up with Country Boy breakfast from Cracker Barrel every week. Mm-hmm. And then now I'm going to go in Thursday, starve myself kind of in the morning, let everybody else eat a little bit, uh, and then uh, take my teeth out and come in and clean up for two hours. And then just probably right. pass out. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Pumpkin pie. Pecan pie. Sweet potato casserole. You like sweet potato pie, right? 
I like sweet potato no. pie. I like sweet potato casserole. I like sweet potato everything. Everything sweet potatoes, huh? Yep. My wife makes a mean sweet potato casserole with like uh, caramelized pecans and mm-hmm. sweet potatoes, marshmallows on top, of course, with a little uh, a little dust a little toasting on the top. Not so much that the marshmallows get burned, but almost like somehow she makes it where the marshmallows are just like they've been over a campfire or something. You know what I mean? Just the right amount of brown and puffiness. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Yeah, I just love it. See, here's then, the thing. Fall food, and you know, summer food, I, I don't like summer food at all. It's like fruity and light and sugary. Mm-hmm. I'm more of a, I don't want some hearty, I want some meat. Like some turkey and some ham. I want some dressing, like some thick bread stuff, you know. And I want like a sweet yeah. potato casserole. I eat, I eat that for dessert, actually. I, I usually, um, I like pumpkin pie and I like uh, and I like pecan pie and all that stuff. But I will usually just have a big old bowl of sweet potato casserole for dessert. Yeah, I love pumpkin pie though. I've just become such a pumpkin pie fan, and I used to be a pecan pie fan. Is it pecan or pecan? I don't know. Pecan. 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 I like pecan actually. Um, Yeah, we'll go with pecan. Man, I I love pumpkin pie with a with a big old dollop of uh, Cool Whip. Dude, Cool Whip. Cool Whip is like my favorite thing in the whole world. I could eat just a pie with a pie crust and just cool it. I could too. Cool whip pie. Yeah, I could totally do that. Yeah. Hey, I tell you what I've been doing here lately, um, and this may sound gross to some people, but it's the most delicious thing in the world to me. So I like cottage cheese. Mm-hmm. I'm a pretty big fan of cottage cheese. I like to eat it like before I go to bed because I don't eat breakfast mm-hmm. usually. I just drink coffee, and for some reason it helps me through the day i think it's just like a slow burn you know what i mean cottage mm-hmm. cheese but anyways uh i used to put like some fruit and stuff in it but here lately mm-hmm. instead of putting fruit in it i've been putting a big old scoop of extra creamy cool Whip. Mm. and it's just like eating ice cream man well, it's kind of chunky ice cream but it's, it's just like yeah <laughs> there's uh I used to eat cottage cheese, but I'm not a big fan anymore. I don't know if I could eat too much of it or if it just what it is, but it's something that I just I, I take a hard pass on. Hmm. Well, okay. So, I don't know. What are you going to do? Um, anyway. All right. Where were we? Uh, we were just got through talking about how much we did not like the music. Yeah. Uh, I think we should probably talk about um, is it fun? Is it worth it? That let's go into that segment. Mm, okay. All right. So the game goes for anywhere between sixteen to twenty-five dollars. So we'll just pop it in the middle at about twenty bucks. So it's about a twenty-dollar game. Mm, okay. So tad tad on the pricey side. So this yeah, it's a little tougher. I, I swear I saw it for a lot more when I looked at it to think about buying it. You probably saw... Uh, I can check again, but I'm pretty sure it was pretty... pretty decently reasonable. Yeah, okay. 
I'm yeah. seeing like 60 bucks. What are you looking at? Pricecharting.com. eBay. About, oh, okay. Well, I'm just looking at like eBay. Oh, it's okay. 23 bucks. Wow. I would buy that copy. <laughs> <clears throat> so. Buy that it's copy probably now. a fake or something. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, there's a 23 $26, $16.55. So. Hmm. Okay. Maybe price charting's a little off. Just dr- yeah, price charting's off. The price yeah. has been dr- has dropped. Yeah. Uh, so twenty bucks. Let's call it twenty bucks. No, I'm looking. Dude, you must be looking at the, a different game or something. Because I just pulled up eBay as well, and here's one for forty one with eight bids on it. Here's one for seventy by it now, sixty four by it now, sixty two huh. by it now. Here's a twenty two. Here's a twenty two ninety eight. Buy it now. That's got to be a repo or something. It's from China. Yeah. Oh, it's from China. <sighs> yeah. Here's one for eighty seven. Okay. Well. Okay. Well. See here. Google's failed me. Google has yet to fail me, and it just failed me. Google will always fail because you. Google just showed me the the cheap ones. It didn't show me the good ones. So. Oh wow! Does this change your the, opinion? The Game Boy version is even more expensive. Yeah. Uh, so we're gonna call it like what, a sixty-dollar game? Yeah, I think we're gonna have to call it about a sixty-dollar game. Oh, then I can't say that it's worth it for sixty dollars. No, it would be hard. I'd be hard pressed to say that it's worth it for sixty dollars. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just. I mean, There's don't get me wrong. Games. I enjoy the game. Here, okay, here, this will give you an idea. So this game is, it is pretty easy, um, but it's got a lot of, it's got a lot of length to it. It'll probably take you, I'd say, an hour to an hour and a half to beat it. It mm-hmm. won't be difficult to beat, and you'll have fun for that hour, hour and a half. But man, $60 for that hour, hour and a half of, of moderate fun. Yeah, it's hard. I'd be hard pressed to, to pay that. Yeah, that's uh, I, I can't can't fathom spending that. Sorry, Felix. Yeah, sorry, Felix. But if you already have it, then uh, congratulations to you. You got a winner in the in the price charting game. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I mean, if it's it's one of those things where this is mainly for collectors, right? And yeah. um, you, there could, there are worse games that you have to stomach buying than Felix the Cat. I'll just say that. Yeah, I mean, there's sure. there's some pretty there's some pretty turd games for a lot that go for a lot of money just because they're rare. And this this one is somewhat rare, pricey, but it's pretty fun. So, can't say that it's worth it, but you know, still, could be worse. Is that a fair assessment? Yeah, I think that's a fair assessment. All right. Well, then let's move on to retrofitted trophies. You know what this game needs? Some retrofitted trophies. Got any? 
I've got a few. Okay, I've got. I'll start us off then here. My first one's called Tanks a Million, and uh, uh-huh. that is an upgrade to the tank. Nice. Well, I'll go ahead and do my tank one because I've got one as well, and that is Happy Thanksgiving. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah, <laughs> but it also it also coincides with a sweet story, and that my daughter wrote was she fills out the calendar every month. We have a calendar on our fridge for like important events and stuff, you know. Uh-huh. It's just one of those dry erase ones where you can erase the dates and everything and write in the new dates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's her like job, you know. And she wrote Happy Thanksgiving Aww. on the yeah. Um, so it's kind of sweet. <laughs> But it's also fitting for the game. And it is the week sweet. that we record it. Yes, I wish I would have. Man, if I if I had time and I could pause our conversation, I would change all mine to Thanksgiving themed trophies. But too late. I've already not gone down that road. Anyways, yeah, my next one is called Felix Poppins. And to get Felix Poppins, you just got to beat the second level without upgrading. Because uh, you'd start off as Felix flying with an umbrella, just like Mary Poppins did. Right. All right. My next one is Echo's first job, and that is get the dolphin upgrade. Uh huh. That's good. Echo, uh, a certain germ that we know. Right. Uh, Which, yeah. I've got a dolphin one too. Mine's called Okay. Flipper Felix. And that is mm. ride the dolphin. Because when I think of a dolphin, I think of Flipper. The dolphin. Oh, yeah. I like it. I like it. That was the name of that dolphin, it's, right? It's uh, yeah. Okay, of course. Thank you. Thank you. It's you a, it's worried a, there it's a coin toss for me between Flipper and Echo when I hear dolphin. Gotcha. Although, Although I, I know think I should uh, I know I should. I know I shouldn't admit that on this podcast, but uh, yeah, the dolphin can't help it, right? That's true. So anyway, okay. Um, where were we? Where were we now? Uh, I just gave I just gave another trophy, but I got one more. All right, go ahead. If you, if unless you're, you got another one, or you're done, or whatever. No, I'm done. Okay, I've got one more. It's called "Living Like a Real Cat Should," and that is collect nine lives. Ooh. Get nine hundred Felix heads, tokens, coins, whatever. That's one way to do it. All right. All right. How All are we right. gonna rate this game? I don't know. Good question. No game is worthy until the dudes have spoken. It's time for the game rating. I've got um, the perfect rating. Oh, okay, cool. Thanksgiving food. Thanksgiving food. I feel like we've hey, done this before, but I'm willing to do it again. Yeah, we got to do it again. Okay. Okay, I got mine. You got yours? Okay, go ahead. I'm going to go with cranberry sauce. 
And for me, because cranberry sauce is one of those things, it's not, it is not necessary to have for me. But if it's there, oh, I enjoy it. Getting a good bite of cranberry sauce dressing and turkey all on the fork. Mm. <laughs> great combination. Great combination. Oh, yeah. But like I, I said, I, I don't don't have to have cranberry sauce. So it's uh, like this yeah. game, it's I love it. It just it, it it's a great little addition. Don't have to have it. To but uh, you know, it's a good it's good. Okay, I'm with you. I like okay, so my thought on cranberry sauce. I don't like it. Unless oh, yeah? it's mixed with a bunch of other food that just happens to be on my plate. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's like it. If oh, it's yeah. if it's you like can't just eat cranberry sauce. I know, but I can't. Just, I also can't just eat it like cranberry sauce and dressing, or cranberry sauce and turkey, or cranberry sauce and something and a piece of bread. Mm-hmm. I have to have it like cranberry sauce and turkey and dressing and maybe a piece of ham and some mashed potatoes and gravy. It's got to be like all mm-hmm. all together in one big bite. Mm-hmm. As my as half of my oh, family man. vomits in their mouth watching me eat it. Because I just, I'm the kind of, I don't know, I don't know how you are about your food. Uh, I don't know if we've gone over this before. I'm sure we have, living together and everything. But I'm a guy that just likes to, well, let me just put it this way. My wife has called me the king of sop in the past. Uh, and I live by the that The king mantra. of slop? No, the king, king of sop, like sopping. Um, sopping up your food, you know? I like slop, to take. maybe too. Yeah, maybe slop. <laughs> that that fits too. Because I like to just, I like everything to touch. I like it all to go together into one big mash. I like to see what kind of flavors I can get by mixing the oddest things together. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. then I like to finish it up by taking a biscuit or a piece of cornbread or a roll or whatever I have and just, just sopping everything else that's left on my plate. Any of the juices that have landed mm-hmm. on the plate, I just sop it all up. I save my bread for last mm-hmm. so that I can sop up the juices that have been left on my plate and that's why they call me the king of slop. i like it or the king of slop the king of sop the king of slop the sultan of sop i like it the sultan Sultan of sop Sop. there we go that's me baby how do you feel (laughs) how do you feel about your food's touching i'm okay with does it matter what they are i mean okay one thing that does Okay, one thing that does bother me is green bean juice, okay? Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. Because you put the green beans on your plate, and if the green bean spoon or whatever, ladle or whatever, is not one that's perforated, has holes oh, yeah. in it, you gotta have a slot of rain juice, yeah, then that juice runs everywhere. And okay. it's just, I mean, it's, it's, it runs with violence, Abandon, yeah, it just it's goes. reckless, reckless abandon on that. Yeah, green bean it just juice. goes and gets all over your turkey dressing, and then everything's got the faint taste of green beans, which I don't <laughs> mind. <laughs> the... It's more than a faint taste too when you get that much juice yeah. on there. I'll tell you one thing: if they ain't got a slotted spoon, I'm not getting green beans. Well, that's true. That's hey, how I feel I'm, about I'm, it. I've moved to that point too. It's like, nope, moving on. Next, or I'll just ask. I'll say. What's wrong with you people? Where's your slotted spoon? Give me a slotted spoon. Mm-hmm. And you can't even do, the, you know the thing where you pull the, pull the green beans up and you like hold them up to the side of the bowl for a minute to see if you could get all the juice no, that out. Work. It, it, does, a, it does not work. That, it does not work. It never works. 
So oh, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I probably wouldn't. I probably wouldn't want that touching everything either. But that's what. I, that's why I say if there's no slotted spoon, leave it alone. Yeah. There needs to be some kind of some kind of rhyme that we can use there. Like no slotted okay. spoon, leave it in the room or something. You know Here, I mean? Here's here's a question for you. What do you like better? You like cream corn or corn pudding? Corn pudding, for sure. Oh, man. Corn pudding's so good. I love corn I pudding. I love corn. It's so good. It, you know who's got good corn pudding? Who's that? Restaurant-wise. Oh, uh, Calhoun's? Calhoun's. Oh, I man. I could eat a whole pan of Calhoun's corn pudding. It's so good. Honesty. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> you, know what oh, I, you know what I don't like, though, really? And it just has What's something that? to do with it. It just gets stuck in my teeth. I don't like corn on the cob. I usually cut it off the cob, and I look like a weirdo. It's, just, it's a, it's a novelty, right? Yeah. We don't it, need to eat it off the cob anymore. It's kind of a waste of time, if you ask me. Right, right. It is. We we far surpassed that in society, the need to just eat it off the cob. Uh, so it's it's just a novelty. Yeah, I mean it's fun. I guess if you're a kid and you want to, kids like, love it. Yeah, oh, look at yeah. me! I'm eating off the cob. Mm-hmm. You know, I get that. I look like a slob. I look, look like a little pig while I'm eating. But for me, Joe, here's here's I'm what a grown you do. man. I gotta cut it off. My dad taught me this little trick. Here's what you do: you just you slice the corn off of it like you're filleting a fish. You know, uh-huh. you slice it right off. Once you get all the corn in a little pile. Take you a little slice of butter and just put it right in there, dude. Right in the pile. Dad, your dad must have learned that from me, because that's what I always do. <laughs> oh yeah, that's exactly what I do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's that's a that's a yeah uh, that's a pro move right there. Yeah, yeah. I always say, give me your sharpest knife, please. Mm-hmm. And they say, why? We don't have any steak or anything. I'll say, you'll see. I take that little corn. I take <laughs> the corn lick. cob. I take okay, you know they always have the corn cob holders, right, for people to eat mm-hmm. them with the corn. Well, it's, I, I take one side off, keep the other side, right. set it upright like it's a little pillar of corn, and then take the knife, I hold it with a little corn cob holder thingy, and then I just mm-hmm. slice it like I'm slicing off hero meat. You're welcome. Yeah. That's right. Any listener out there, if you don't, if you haven't learned that trick yet. Uh, you can just go ahead and drop a donation in the Patreon box because we earned it if, if you learned that trick from us. That's right. That's right. Okay. All right, where, where, where were we now? <laughs> I don't know. My, I'm, my mouth is watering at 40, uh, 11.45 at night. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go to bed. My stomach's going to start growling. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I don't know. We were trying to give a rating. Oh, you gave a rating. I gave cranberry sauce. You gave cranberry sauce. Have I given a rating yet? I don't think so. You've okay. talked about a lot of food. Yeah, I don't even know where to go with this now. Um, okay, this is going to be a bit of an oddball. But uh, I'm going to give this... Um, I'm going to give this... Throwback to Cracker Barrel. I'm going to give this Cracker Barrel apple crumb pie. Because they have a really good apple crumb pie. It's really delicious. Never had it. Well, it's got like pecans in the crumb crust on top. Mm-hmm. And it's an apple pie. But I'm going to say with ice cream. Okay. So by the time you add all this up, because you're, you're buying ice cream, you're buying an apple pie from Cracker Barrel, which is like 10 bucks. 
So, but, and yeah. then the ice cream, you add this up, it gets kind of expensive for one dessert, right? Mm-hmm. So it's a little pricey. And mm-hmm. again, I'm not a super big dessert guy on Thanksgiving because I like to use my sweet potato casserole as my dessert. So it's really kind of unnecessary, but I do like it. So I do really enjoy it. So it's a bit of a splurge mm-hmm. price-wise, uh, but it is fun. It is a, a fun, enjoyable meal, dessert. So that's why I'm going to give it, give Felix the Cat, the uh, apple pie from Cracker Barrel with a little ice cream on top. All right, I like now, it. Now, I will say that although I do not like it so much on Thanksgiving because I'd like to eat sweet potato casserole for dessert, that apple pie and ice cream is probably one of the best desserts in the world. Mm. Just in general. I love apple pie, period. Especially when I it's just love warm. pie. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess we've had this conversation before. You're a pie guy versus mm-hmm. a cobbler guy. Yeah. And of course, pie over cake. Oh, it's no contest. Pie over cake. Right. <laughs> what? Who are you talking? Right. Cake is cake is a waste of time. I'll tell you that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I will eat cake if somebody brings cake. But I mean, if there's it's a like pie, a also right. But if there's a pie, also. Then move over, cake. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. So, like, hierarchy of desserts for you. Is pie on the top? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, pie's on the top. Okay, so, I mean, we're just generalizing. So, you got, like, pie, cake, cobbler, you know, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Brownies. Right. I don't know. Brownies are kind of like a cake, I guess. Ice yeah, cream. I, love, I, love, I really like brownies. Cookies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's your okay? Uh as much as I do like Adam Carolla and Dave Damashek, we've talked about this on the podcast before. Mm-hmm. But I did take issue with one thing they did they talked about. Maybe it was probably about six months ago, and they were saying that the Oreo was the most overrated cookie. I happen to disagree with that. I think it's probably my favorite cookie. It's a it's the a good Oreo. cookie. I mean, I love a double stuff. Once you yeah. double stuff it, it's just like hard to turn down. I could eat the whole box before. I could too. I could stop. And you know what? I, I like the golden Oreos too. They're really good. Oh, the With golden the vanilla Oreos. cookies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they got lemon ones now. The lemon ones are pretty good. It really is kind uh, of the perfect cookie. It really is. I, I, yeah, I don't I don't agree with that at all. Although right. I do, I do really like you. Got me listening to the uh, Dave's Thunder podcast. It's pretty good. It's really funny. Yeah. Do you listen to the one today? Yeah. Well, I'm yeah. not finished it, but I've yeah. listened to a lot of it. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Yeah. Anyways. All right. Okay, that's probably enough uh, food tangents for Chris Vanderhoff to live off of for the rest of the year. <laughs> yeah. Are you satiated? Are you? Do you feel satisfied, Chris? With it's mm-hmm. Thanksgiving. You're probably listening to this maybe close to Thanksgiving, and you're probably hungry for some tangents. Hopefully, you were able to splurge on this episode. Although I do feel bad a little bit because I think that uh, uh, Clev was on the the keto thing, which he's done uh, really good. And uh, but he's cutting out the carbs. And we've talked about quite a few carbs here. That's true. On the podcast. I'm so sorry, Clever. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway 
Yeah. Well, let's, we haven't even really, we didn't really touch on like turkey and ham. That's what we should have been talking about for Glover. Oh, well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Man. <sighs> well, oh, uh, okay. Let's look before we stop with the tangents. Let's, let's do a little tangent for Clever. On a little Thanksgiving okay. meal tangent for Clever. Or do you prefer the full on turkey with all the everything, like the whole turkey, cutting mm-hmm. it up and all that stuff? Giblets. Giblets, all that, all the stuff, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Gizzards. Uh, or yeah. are you, do you like a big honking ham? I know you well, generally me, people have both, but yeah. So for me, it is a it is a holiday segregation. If I had to pick, I would pick turkey for Thanksgiving and ham for Christmas. Okay. However, as has been the tradition for the past few years, we just do both. Yeah. I cannot. It's like asking you it's it's like asking someone to pick their favorite child you can't pick <laughs> turkey or ham i can't do that i can't say which one so that's why i say i i kind of correlate christmas with ham and thanksgiving with turkey they get their own holidays although the past few years they've been sharing okay it's okay all right let me just say it's so, a good thing i don't have kids because i'm turkey all the way baby <laughs> throwing the ham to the side huh? yeah i could throw the throw the ham to the dogs give me the turkey okay. i can eat ham. ham i can eat ham all year round turkey it's true turkey is just kind of like a holiday only thing the spiral ham mm. yeah spiral like honey baked ham those are pretty good oh, yeah. mm-hmm. i also like the you can buy just like the a hunk of turkey breast Mm-hmm. Like it's already seasoned, and you just yeah. pop it in the oven, and you take it out, and you just slice it, and it's just it's just turkey breast. You don't even it's not even. But uh, I don't know that that doesn't have quite the feeling of a full turkey. But I like the I love the leg, too though. Oh yeah, I do too. Just that giant I, turkey leg. I do this thing where you know it's like where you eat turkey, eat the meal, right? Eat like a lunchtime meal like one o'clock and then you go watch some football for about an hour and a half, two hours. And then you come back to the kitchen and grab the leg mm. and hit the leg up. It's like a, it's like a two hour, you know, dessert. Yeah. I can't do that this year. Why is that? Cause my teeth. Oh yeah. I gotta go leg early, huh? Yeah. I'm gonna have to go leg during my little window there. Mm-hmm. You know okay. what we, you know what we used to do? I don't know if we're going to do it this year cause we didn't last year. We used to, we would uh, have a big meal, and we go out in the yard and throw a little football. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a great tradition. Yeah, you, you just this work year, off some of that food. This year, I will be sitting in front of the TV, watching the Chicago Bears. You're in it. Your NFC North leaders play the Detroit Lions. Uh huh. So, yep. That they play at twelve thirty. That'll be so. nice. Yeah, I will. Uh, the the Titans surprised me and like put a whooping on the Patriots, and then just got the snot beat out of them by the Colts. So I don't even know what yeah. to think about. My Laid Titans. an egg against the Colts. <laughs> what was that all about? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. So, anyways, okay. All right. All right. Uh, feedback. Feedback. Let's, uh, right. Yeah. Let's do some. Uh, let's do 
some feedback. It's time for D-Patter Feedback, because when you're a D-Patter, you're a D-Patter for life. And uh, so I, I dropped the ball again, by the way, and I'm so sorry, Phil, the Nosewear Gamer, because he gave he gives us this, and I just don't use it. Tangent alert! This would have been the perfect episode for it, and I just I failed yet again. Yeah, yeah. It would have just been the whole episode. Anyway, all right, so this is way back, like I said, way back in August, this feedback comes from. And so we start off with Chris Murray, who says, great movie, but never actually played the game. I'll wait for you guys to tell me if it's worth it. Robert Ferguson says, he's a wonderful, wonderful cat. Steve Nix, uh, famous of the uh, Fleetwood Mac. The famous uh, singing goat the, in the Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> Sorry. <clears throat> um, I've heard the game is good from <clears throat> angrier sources. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trevor Franklin says, this is one of the few games I beat more than once growing up. Always loved his bag of tricks. Aaron Hickman says, own this one as a kid. And uh, the rest of it is for adult ears only. It's a foul language, so we Aaron. don't read the rest. Right, exactly. Mr. Uh, Jed- yeah, exactly. Although he he had a, a new release. I think his release party was tonight. And we're actually yeah, on the album. I know. I wanted to actually be there for the release party, but then here we are recording our yeah. I guess so. I guess we could give him a little shout out, but not, not as a germ, even though mm-hmm. we know he really is a germ. But as uh, as an artist, Daya, right? I think Daya. it's pronounced right. Daya. Uh, yeah. He released his new album on cassette tape, Fall Damage, uh, and mm-hmm. so yeah, that's cool. Y'all need to go out there and uh, look it up. I think you can probably yep. buy. I'm guessing you can probably buy the cassette tape somewhere, but uh, you can go to Bandcamp, Dia Music to find the the album itself, and uh, we're on it. The our yeah, page, our, our Patreon uh, song that you hear on the Patreon episodes, and the April Fool's joke song from years ago that he wrote for us is on his album. It's good. Love it. All right, Jesse Benson says, this is an uncommon game, or sorry, this is an uncommon and slightly pricey but fun game. I've only played the demo version, but would love to pick it up a cart for the collection one day. Derek Ivansick, I'm sorry if I pronounced your name wrong, Derek, Uh, said good game, a little easy though. Nathan Sweeney says, pick this game up years ago. Gameplay is fun, and graphics look great. I usually play it at least once a year. Peter Owenich? I'm sorry, Peter. (laughs) That one's a difficult one. I'm sorry. Um, Owenich? Owenich? Maybe. I don't know. Uh, Never played it. Probably never will. Just too pricey. Aaron Vandermeij says the speedrun... World record for this game is 23 minutes, 36 seconds. Wow. Wow. So that hour and a half I was talking about is a lie. 
It should only <laughs> take you 23 minutes. Right. Gabe Van Gilder says, another game I haven't played. Chris Vanderhoff says, have it, but never played. Uh, not cheap either. Looks good, though. And Jesse Clevavadal rounds us out with, I want to demo it, but it's hard to find a safe and reliable place to find demo store. So, there you go. All right. Uh, I'll go with the honorary dudes group here. We have Mike Hall, uh, Dude Bag, says, Never played it, but I've heard it's highly underrated and good. Peter mm-hmm. Martins says, It's been a while, so here I go. Never knew this game existed. Looking forward to the pod, though. I feel like that's all Peter ever says. <laughs> is that he's never heard of it, but he's looking forward to the podcast. But I'll take it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Joe Copel says, What a great underrated game. I actually had this game growing up. My mom got it at a discount in a discount bin with Mighty Final Fight. This is definitely one of those I look back and say it was really worth trading all your Nintendo stuff for a Sega Saturn. And usually in my mind, I come back with a yes. No. Okay. Joe. Come on. <laughs> uh, then we got the Facebook page. I've got it. Or oh, you got it. You go for it. You yeah. go for it. So Jay Jorgensen says, this game has to suck, right? Hudson does good work on licensed titles, but Felix the Cat can't that uh can't be that good uh aaron vandermay says i just played this game for the first time since i saw you were going to review it i was actually surprised that it's a pretty fun little platformer it's kind of simple and the music is very repetitive but the but the little bit that i played it was pretty fun it seems like hudson was trying to copy super mario brothers a little bit Looking forward to hearing what you two dudes think about this one. Yeah, I can see it, especially like maybe Super Mario 3, yeah. you know, kind of mm-hmm. the, the, yeah. All right. Noel uh, Estep says, uh, fun fact, either controller can control Felix the cat. So you and a buddy can play co-op. Felix may behave erratically, though. Ha ha. <laughs> I did not know that, actually. That, that could be funny. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Newton says it's a good game. One of the few licensed titles that was good on the NES was not Nintendo hard, though. Oh, but Daniel Newton says more. He actually sent us an email since he couldn't be on the show. Uh-huh. Would you like to hear what else he has to say about it? Sure, let's go ahead. Let's do he that. He says, I chose Felix the Cat as my Patreon pick. I threw that in there, by the way. <clears throat> I chose Felix the Cat because it was one of my favorite games growing up, and I will consider it in my top five NES games. It's an underrated game that has a lot of, that is a lot of fun. Personally, it's worth the price tag it goes for, but I could see people not wanting to pay that much for it. I got this game when Movie Gallery was closing as a kid, and I was drawn to it by the box art as I grew up watching some of the classic cartoons. It's definitely an easy game that takes me less than an hour to beat. The power-ups are probably my favorite part of the game. Love what you guys do. Keep it up, dudes. Thank right. you, dude. Thank you, Daniel. Yeah, very um, good. And I would say that I kind of agree with him in that if you loved Felix the Cat, this is one of those things where licensed games were generally bad, you know, just all mm-hmm. the time. Licensed games are always bad, it seems like. But this, if you were a fan of Felix the Cat, you actually got a pretty good game as a fan of Felix the Cat. 
Whereas some right. other people didn't get good games if they're a fan of other properties. So you kind of got lucky with the old Felix the Cat. That's right. All right. Is that everybody? Uh, no, we got two more. Okay. Uh, sorry, my phone closed. All right. Jeremy Sharp says, I think it's great. It's a pleasant playthrough. I like easier games sometimes to change the pace. I enjoy the power-ups and think it's a fun game that's extremely overlooked. And Nick Trudeau rounds us out with, I enjoyed it growing up, probably still would enjoy it for nostalgic reasons. Always tried to gather all the cat heads and shoot all the faces to get an extra life. Although as a kid, I'd use the game genie and cheat my way through. LOL. The magic and tank ruled, but I hated the car with the beeping horn. LOL. Yeah, I mentioned right. that earlier. I felt the same way about that. Yeah. The beeping of the horn. Uh, real quick. Google Plus may be dying, but Ryan Ballard's still holding in there. Ryan says... Looking at the gameplay in a vacuum, this one looks pretty solid. It appears to have tight controls, the visuals look good, and even the soundtrack seems catchy. The story is where I get lost, though, so I'm hoping you guys can fill some of that in, as I only really know Felix as some silent area black and white cartoon. Is there a reason why the Dr. Wily knockoff wants the bag? Or, for that matter, they've used in a fashion that's similar to the vases found in Super Mario 2? Does Felix the cat normally drive tanks and fly airplanes in his cartoons? There's a lot that confuses me about the design story choices for this one, despite what appears to be an otherwise solid gameplay. Uh, well, I was a little bit confused about the story too, if you all recall. So, right, don't know what to tell you on that one. Um, all right, we do have uh, two or three voicemails. If you would like to hear them, all right, go ahead. Jay-Z and yes from YouTube here. I see you're playing Felix the Cat there. Great uh, great little uh, underappreciated game there, uh, Felix the Cat. It's actually a game that I have in my, my intro for Jay-Z and yes. It's in the, in the intro there. Uh, I really like this game. It's, it's a great uh, little platformer. If you got uh, to see, the, it was one of these fir the first like uh, first hundred games I got for my my NES set here, you know, I'm like 17 away now, but it's like, back then, it was, it was just, it was just another game, and I was just like, oh, is this going to be any good? And of course, uh, it ended up being great, and I really ended up enjoying it. Uh, Hudson Soft game, you know, real, real good. Uh, hey, I had a cat named Felix, actually, once while I, when I got the game, uh, but, uh, actually, so that's kind of funny, but it's a, it's a great game, uh, overall, I hope you guys enjoyed it. The music's great. The platforming's pretty good. Uh, animation's pretty good on there, too. And, um, it's just really, really good. Something I'd like to do for a GCNES uh, review in the future. So, uh, yeah, hopefully you guys enjoyed it. And Jay-Z, uh signing out. Thanks, Jay-Z. Yeah. For those of you that don't know, Jay-Z is a fan of the show. Uh, yes, it is that Jay-Z. Yep, that's true. No, not really. It's Jay-Z, Jay-Z NES on YouTube. He's a YouTuber. Um, we need to get him on the show again. I always Yeah, we do. It's been a while since we had him on the show. And I think, I swear, I feel like I saw where he posted that he completed his collection. I know he just said that he was at, I think he said he was at 708 on here in that voicemail, but I, 
I could have swore I saw where he had posted that he completed his collection. So anyways, maybe I'm wrong, but if you did, Jay-Z, congratulations. All right, yeah. uh, here's another one. Dudes, this is the worst Blades of Steel podcast I have ever listened to. <laughs> What's going on? Gavin explained it. I don't know what the deal with the whole Kirby thing was. Uh, I don't remember Kirby being Blades of Steel. And the music for the next episode... Definitely didn't sound very Blades of Steel-ish. Uh, just, just let us know what's going on. I really want to see a shootout. Well, catch you later. Another instance of a game that we were supposed to cover a long time ago that we haven't covered yet. <laughs> uh, Blades of Steel. And there's a reason for that. Uh, we got a cool guest that will eventually come on that show, but some scheduling things, put that on hold for a little while. You know, we're not in a big hurry. I know you guys want to hear Blades of Steel. We want to cover Blades of Steel, uh, but we're not in a hurry for it. We'd rather just save it and let the guests come on the show. Yep. Uh, we've got one more voicemail. This is going to be a doozy. This is probably going to be like one of the most infamous sound bites you'll ever have from Nick Stevens, but uh, this is probably one of my favorite games of all time. Like, probably top Uh-oh. 10. Wow, another one, huh? Another Nick Stevens top 10. Is that getting old yet? I can ask him to quit calling in. Nope, not getting old at all. Okay, good. All right. So, uh, post-show announcements. Uh, Why don't you go go first? Uh, I'm blanking. Oh, yeah. So you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Google Plus for now. Go join Ryan before it's too late. <laughs> and you can find us on our websites, twodudesinthenest.com, nesdudes.com, and nintendudes.com, where you can always call us and tell us that it's also in your top ten. And how do you call us? Uh, well, you pick up your phone and you dial 775-7-RETRO-1. Or you pick up your smartphone, go to one of our websites there, and hit the little phone icon in the upper something corner, one of the upper left or upper right, I don't remember. But you hit it, and you call us. And that's how you do it. Um, I, I didn't talk to you about this off the air, Justin. Uh, so mm-hmm. I might as well just, we'll just go ahead and do it on the air. I'm oh, thinking, boy. I'm thinking um, I don't know how you feel about this. I'm got I've got a really busy holiday coming up here. I'm thinking we take ourselves a little break from the regular show. We'll still put the Patreon episode out in December. Okay. Uh, and we've got one coming out this week to, along with this episode. Uh it's a really gross episode, but it's it's funny. Mm-hmm. Um so we've got a Patreon coming out episode coming out this month. We've got one coming out. We'll, we'll still do one in December, but I do not know how it's, I feel like it's going to be impossible for us to schedule episodes. I'm going out of town like the second week of December. And then it's just a busy, it's going to be really busy for me this holiday. So I'm thinking we take a little, little break like we used to do, you know? Sure. Uh, and then come back at, at the first of the year with, uh, with new episodes. I know that sounds, I know that's kind of a downer at the end of the episode, but uh, I figured it'd be better to, 
put that out there and rather than promise seemingly promise more episodes and then not deliver. You know what I mean? Right. So we'll take a little break. We'll still get the, we'll still get us a December Patreon episode out for all the donors. Cause I don't, I don't want to leave them hanging since they give us right. money. <laughs> right. So, um, so we'll still get that episode out to them and then we'll come back at the first of the year with some more regular scheduled episodes. Uh, but right. if, if you get the hanker and you're, and you, you just really need to hear our voices in December, uh, be sure to donate at least a dollar on Patreon. It's all it costs is a dollar. And you can hear uh, this episode from November that we're going to be putting out and then an episode in December that we'll be putting out. And like how many episodes? Like 15 other ones now or something? It's something ridiculous. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch. Yeah. A bunch of backup, backlog of Patreon episodes you can listen to. So go on there. Check us out. Uh, I think we're listed under NES Dudes or Two Dudes in S or something on Patreon. So you should be able to find us. And you can donate to us there. You can also, this was a Patreon pick. There is a level where you can tell us what game you want us to play. And we will we will play it and cover it. That's what uh, Daniel did. That's right. Uh, anyways, uh, shout out to the Wee Dude for the music. or He's known as the Wee Guy on YouTube. Shout out to the Fox Dude for our awesome logos that he does for us. Uh, shout out to the Retro Junkies, except for the Genesis Germs. Don't listen to them. And then uh, also special shout out to Phil, the No Swear Gamer on YouTube, because we, I've just gotten into a habit of using his segment intros because they're already loaded up in my uh, soundboard. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's getting a lot of airtime, and uh, so we appreciate that. They're good intros. They're, it's a good set of segment intros too. So high praise from Phil, and uh, I appreciate it. High praise. High praise towards Phil. All right. All right. Well, until next time. Oh, wait. Uh, maybe next time. Dude, I had a, right. I had a whole list of cat jokes. I was totally, I had a list prepared of cat jokes for this cat-themed episode. Save it. For the new year. Okay. All right. I'll say it for the new year. All right. See y'all later. Bye-bye.